0: Be softer, kinder. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about the terms success and failure, how we use them, what we apply them to. I've been taking a creative writing course virtually that explores hybrid and experimental forms. During one of the sessions, the theme was failure, and the teacher shared this quote Much of the language people use today to describe themselves or others as a failure derives from the language of business in general and the language of credit reporting in particular. Why have we as a culture embraced modes of identity where we measure our souls using business models? Brian Sandage. In the capitalist society in which we live, culturally and socially, we look predominantly at success as earning a lot of money, having a lot of material possessions and gaining external validation, fame, notability. Under this framework, many people are destined to fail. Few people will be famous or climb to the top of their professions. Few will have enough financial means to enjoy a lot of the traditional markers of wealth. Even fewer will experience any semblance of wealth at all. This being true, it's no wonder that many people are miserable, feeling unfulfilled, feeling like they are failures. But I reject the idea that without those things, your life cannot be a success. I think that this is true while also not undermining the struggle that being financially unstable or in poverty has on the emotional and physical health of people living in those conditions. I believe that everyone should have the right to live with enough financial freedom to live their life with dignity. In a world where it's easy to feel that you don't have enough, or that you won't be a success until you have a lot more than you do currently, it's important to remember that a human life, in all of its complexity, mess and beauty, is so much more than a cog in the capitalist machine. A quote from Jenny O'Dell's book, How to Do Nothing. The happiest, most fulfilled moments of my life have been when I was completely aware of being alive, with all the hope, pain and sorrow that that entails for any mortal being. In those moments, the idea of success as a teleological goal would have made no sense. The moments were ends in themselves, not steps on a ladder. We cannot as individuals overthrow capitalism as an economic system, if only, but if we understand some of the ways in which it sets us up to fail, to make us unhappy so that we try and buy our way out of it, then it makes it easier to reject them where we can. It makes it easier to choose differently. Some of you may already be resisting me here. I am aware that this sounds like a simple platitude, of which there are many in the zeitgeist of late, doing the work, love yourself, be kind, know your worth. There is nothing innately wrong with these sentiments or the things they wish to accomplish. There's nothing wrong with using them either. I myself have done and most likely will continue to do so. They have their value. They are successful in the way that they feel accessible, bite sized and therefore easy to consume. Loving myself? Sounds good. Being kind? That's a bit of me. In their miniature form as catchphrases, they are delicious. Where they fall short, in my opinion, is their ambiguity, and this ambiguity can be, and often is, the enemy of action. Their vague nature doesn't offer up any specifics, any tangible actions we can take, or any real definition of what they actually mean. You might find yourself wondering, as I have, how can I do that? How will I measure my progress? How will I get back on track if I veer off course? These goals that we embark upon are not easy and it is foolish to think that they are. It's inevitable that we will stumble on the way. And without knowing the answers to these questions, I think it's not surprising that the human brain can become overwhelmed and opt for disengaging entirely. Be kind, without a more thorough definition to check yourself against, is ultimately as helpful as an empty wrapper placed back in a box of celebrations. It's true that kindness is free, but if it was that easy to sprinkle that shit everywhere then wouldn't we see far more kindness than we do currently? One of the first definitions of kindness that comes up on a Google search is, Kindness is a type of behaviour marked by acts of generosity, consideration or concern for others, without having an expectation of praise or reward. It is considered a virtue and is recognised as a value in many cultures and religions. I definitely know I could be more intentional in this as a practice, especially when no one is looking, when there is no reward to be collected. We should be kind because it's a gift we can offer to others, because it's loving, because an act of human kindness at its most pure can stay with someone forever. Many of us will have stories that attest to this. I think it's also important to state here that I believe a kindness that is exclusive in its offering is not really a kindness at all. We must ask ourselves, who are we kind to and why? How kind are we to the most marginalized in society? How can we become more thoughtful and inclusive It's worth noticing any resistance you might feel here, and then remember the initial definition, which explicitly mentions consideration and concern for others. I don't think we can consider our own ability to be kind without consistent and thorough interrogation of our own biases. The world would be a better place if we were to sprinkle that shit everywhere. The simplicity of these platitudes also undermines the reality that these tasks tend not to be easy, no matter how you wrap them up in a pastel pink bowl on a glittery Instagram story graphic. They too can defer those who have tried before but failed. When we talk about these things loosely, like they are easy, it can send people further into guilt for finding them to be challenging. In this circumstance, I speak directly to the idea of loving yourself or knowing your worth, especially when we take into account why many people don't love themselves or think they are worthy, usually connected to extremely low self esteem, oppression, and abuse or a combination of all three. I've recently finished reading All About Love by Bell Hooks, a book that is so rich with knowledge, abundant in its wisdom, compassion woven into each chapter. It gave me so much. It felt like it spoke to something deep inside of me, a soul that knew a lot of what she wrote, but had lost touch with it due to conditioning and socialisation. In the book, she writes, it is no easy task to be self-loving, Simple axioms that make self-love sound easy only make matters worse. It leaves many people wondering why, if it is so easy, they continue to be trapped by feelings of low self-esteem or self-hatred. One of the tenets of the book that aims to combat the lovelessness in the world is to describe a working definition of love. She teaches us that not having an accurate one, or having a misguided one, is one of the reasons we find ourselves without the love that we as humans desire and need. Why is this important? She tells us, definitions are vital starting points for the imagination. What we cannot imagine cannot come into being. In the chapter, Let Love Be In Me, using the definition of love to help cultivate love for the self, she writes, when we see love as a combination of trust, commitment, care, respect, knowledge and responsibility, we can work on developing these qualities or If they are already a part of who we are, we can learn to extend them to ourselves. Thinking about things that are complex, specificity and nuance are crucial. Without them, it is so much harder to see where you're falling short and how to do better. Naming and owning the specifics makes it simpler to make changes and grow. Later in the same chapter, she writes, Living consciously means we think critically about ourselves and the world we live in. This feels especially pertinent in 2020, the year where a pandemic and uprising against white supremacy, racism and police brutality has forced us all, especially white people, to confront the realities of the systems in our world which are violent and oppressive. Further, we have had to consider the ways in which we have been complicit in these systems, and we have all thought about the ways in which living under them has colonised our minds. This in turn has inspired in many a dedication to finding ways to show up, support, care for, and stand in solidarity with others whose humanity is not being respected by the systems of power that run the world. We hope that this commitment will be honoured as a lifelong one until we are all living in the better world, one that we have to believe is possible. In All About Love, Bell Hooks focuses critical thought to create a tangible definition of love in order to make it easier to cultivate it in our lives, and the same principle can and should be applied to success and failure. During the writing course, the tutor presented us with the task of redefining what success and failure means to us. I'll share with you my working definitions, because in writing them I felt such relief. Reclaiming those words to mean something new, failure is far less scary, and success is something I am able, in small ways, to achieve every day. Success. Success is when I am making choices that are in line with my values, not based on others' opinions, societal or individual. Success is loving kindness. To myself and others. Success is when I am grounded, centered, quiet, calm, compassionate. Successful moments are connected, truthful, and vulnerable. There's a lack of ego and an abundance of love. It's showing up for myself and others with integrity. Success defies the rules when the rules are oppressive. Failure. Failure is to be imperfect, which for a perfectionist like me could be considered a success. When things fail, it is often because they did not go as predicted. Failure is a closed door and a newly opened one simultaneously, even if you can't see it straight away. Sometimes that door slams in your face and it hurts and leaves you feeling hopeless. But it also challenges you to be inventive, to think outside the box. Failure humbles the ego and forces you to rely on your truest self, to think about what you want, to not be complacent, to dream, to be in the moment, and from there, make a new plan, then take steps towards actualizing it. These definitions may not work for you and that's okay because you get to make your own. We can view a lot of things that happen in different ways. Sometimes that change in perspective is enlightening or makes you feel like everything is going to be okay. After writing our own definitions, the next part of the session was to list them. In doing so, I realised that most of my successes and failures were connected. Some perceived failures were catalysts That led me to some of my biggest successes. Others were entirely inextricable from each other. Ticking both boxes at once. This realisation changed my mindset entirely. Eased off some of my often debilitating perfectionism. As I realised that black and white thinking in regards to the success and failure dichotomy hadn't helped me at all. I suddenly saw that I could choose something else. And that when I did, it was liberating. Life is big and scary and confusing and overwhelming. I understand. Mary Oliver asks us, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? This can feel impossible to answer. There is so much unknown, great uncertainty. Traditional definitions of success have always felt terrifying, unattainable, and they also don't leave room for the unpredictable or the unexpected, which as we all know, life cannot be lived without encountering. I want to be loving. I want to be brave and kind. I want to show up for myself and others. I want to fight for what I believe in. I want to live authentically for myself. I want to write and I want to create. I want connection. I want to help people. I want to live, work and make choices in line with my values as best as I can. I accept that I will fail sometimes, that this makes me human. What's more important? is that I will get back on track when I'm sure of what that track is. I am free knowing failure is not something to fear as it helped bring me to this moment. Focusing less on accomplishments and more on values allows me to feel confident that even when I have no idea what I'm doing or where I'm going, I can show up for myself with integrity and in doing so, trust that I'll always find my way. A quote from Mary Oliver's poem, Spring. You listen... And you know you could live a better life than you do. Be softer, kinder, and maybe this year you will be able to do it.